Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by going to RadioTFI.com. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. <laughs> on Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. from a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing a behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Uh, good morning. <laughs> Take a pill. Relax. <laughs> chill. I got this. Okay. A couple seconds. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Damn. <sighs> Thanks again there, Professor Medley, for that sage advice. <laughs> which unfortunately seems that more and more people are not following. Mm -mm. But uh, we will, uh, hopefully that changes soon. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour, the Mothership Show here on Radio TFI and on Periscope. Periscope. Uh, It is Saturday, August 29th of 2020. And from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. From the Radio TFI Executive Tower in Queens, New York, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. Uh, we trust you've had a great week. You got through, uh, at bet what's been a very trying week, uh, certainly since the last time, since last Saturday, when, when we last saw you in this time slot. Uh, enjoy your breakfast, sit down, relax. We're going to chat for a couple hours. Uh, We've got a, a fair bit amount to talk about today, and uh, and John, I guess I guess why don't we just start right off with the uh, sad news that came out of Hollywood last night? Uh, but just yesterday, yeah. This one, this one shocked me. You know, there's a there's a few uh, few celebrities there that are kind of teetering on the edge. You know, we still got uh, 24 hour watch on people like Betty White and Betty White's not going to and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, we're we're the, we got twenty four uh, hour watch on them. Make sure they stay alive. We got eyes on them all the time. But pretty much, um, Chad Chadwick now Boseman is the way you pronounce his last name, right? I thought it was Bowman. I thought it was B O S E. Oh, it is. You're Chad- right, Boseman. Uh I yeah. Think. You know, the thing is, is you only. Sad part about it is you don't know him by his. I didn't know that was his name. You know he was either. Oh, well, I did. He was either uh, Black Panther or uh, or um, one of his more uh, lesser talked about roles was when he played Jackie uh, uh, Jackie Robinson on the movie's name was Forty Two, was it not? Yes, he also played uh, uh, James Brown. 
in his Oh, you know, I never saw that movie. And he also played Thurgood Marshall, Supreme Court Didn't Justice. Didn't see that movie either. I guess I'm going to have to look for those. So, um, yeah. And it was kind of ironic that um, yesterday, uh, I saw it in the Mets-Yankees game because my uh, twins uh, were rained out uh, in Detroit. So I was watching a little bit of the Twins-Yankees uh, game, and they, of course they were all uh, commemorating Jackie Robinson by wearing 42, which is normally what they do every year. But they, Jackie Robinson, I think they do they, it in mid-April normally. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's early April 15th, I think it is. It's his birthday. Or okay. actually, no, I don't want to. I don't want to commit to that. But it is early April. It might be yeah. the day. It might be the day that he uh, first. First played a, a major league game. I could be. Did uh, you even? Did you even know that he had cancer? I mean, that was no, well, no, no, no. Apparently, according to the couple, of, actually, according to the tweet posted on his account by his family, uh, he kept it very, very quiet. The last four years, uh, even while he was filming huge blockbusters like like the uh, Avengers movies and. Uh, and of course, the Black Panther movie, he was going for treatment, and uh, you know, and it's unfortunate. Anybody that age, regardless of whether you're a Hollywood star or not, it's it's unfortunate. And uh, you know, our our best goes out to his his family and friends, and and of course, his fans as well. Uh, yeah, I I just I was thinking last night, and, and I was wondering how far along they got on Black Panther two. The the sequel. Oh wow! I didn't even think about that. I didn't know that they were filming a sequel. Oh oh oh! Are you kidding me? That that that's the only Marvel movie that got nominated for best picture. Yeah, I can I can see that. It was a fabulous was, movie. It was a great movie. So yeah, they certainly put Marvel not doing a sequel. What what are you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> that's what that universe <laughs> is all about. But uh, and I don't say this just to be crass or you know. Uh, obviously a, a new actor will take over the role. I just don't know. What I'm wondering is how far into the production they got. Yeah. I don't think it was scheduled to be released till next year anyway, but that doesn't mean he hadn't finished principal photography. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, that, that'll come out soon enough. So, so our, uh, our regards to, to uh, his family. Uh, although since we've been, in this time slot last week, a lot more has happened. Uh, we've been talking about it all week on the night nighttime show, but we also had the Jacob Blake situation. Uh, the uh, the uh, the kid with the with the AR fifteen in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, there's a, a lot lot of serious things have happened, and and you know, and we're gonna get to to all of it at some point. Uh, yes yes we are oh, so what do you say what, what do you say we uh, lead off here uh and, and do this the right way with getting our uh, stock quotes going because we do have a little something something here about about uber that uh i want to touch on briefly all right so starting today you're gonna be you're gonna you're you're not gonna like this All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's your weekly stock update for for your favorite TNCs. Uber closed the week at $33.80, up $2.97 from last week. Lyft closed the week at $28.51, 
up $2.26 from just a week ago. So they're making some... I'm not sure what happened. Maybe it was the RNC. Who knows? I don't know what caused that. I still say at this point in time, they're just riding the waves of the market itself. I don't think they're doing anything spectacular one way or another, to tell you the truth. Look, well, I don't follow the stock particular, you know, specifically or in depth. Every week we do this, okay? And you see, eh, it's up by, and we just look at it over the course of a week. We just take the, the number, period. I don't look mm -hmm. into why or how. We're just happy when it goes down and, and and we're pouting when it goes up. But I can honestly tell you, I've never since we've been doing this little bit, I've never seen it go up that much in a week. Total, yeah. I, you know, I'm just saying. We, it's a, maybe a dollar fifty cents. You know, it it goes from minus a dollar to plus a dollar. Uh, you know, to fifty. It, it's just I haven't. Uh, before we go, this is all I have on the Uber, and I want to get it out of the way here. This is from uh, this is a Twitter, a tweet, a tweeter, a tweeter. A tweeter. It's a tweeter. From uh, Deirdre Boza, at D underscore Boza. And she says, remember when Uber went public at an $82 billion valuation? Its employees do. Now 200 current and former ones are suing the company for losing a quote-unquote risky bet that left them with millions of <laughs> millions of dollars in added tax liability. And at the bottom says Uber now has a $59 billion market cap, which means they losing. So, uh, yeah, so now people that got in on the ground floor of the stock are upset because now they got to pay taxes on there. On the money they're losing, so eh, eh, you Good know what? Good lord, isn't that just something? Yeah, it sucks to be you. So, what do you got, Stinky? I I gotta kiss my furry white ass. I will, Stinky. What? Okay, I got you. I, I see it starting earlier. I've called you Stinky before. Skippy, Sunshine, all manner of good things. Yeah, well, I took a shower this morning, so there. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Did you? <laughs> I did. Oh. I'm squeaky clean, man. Squeaky. His hiney's clean, folks. That's you have no mean. earthly idea how, how clean my hiney is. I'm like one of them bears. I got nothing yep. on my fur. And again, I don't understand. Bears don't wear underwear in the commercial, and yet they have a pair of underwear on the ground. What is... It makes no sense. You're way too over-analytical there, sir. Even if you <laughs> accept the concept of bears living in a home, Living like real people. They don't wear clothing at all in this reality. And yet, there's a pair of under, underpants. Yeah, they do the run around the house bare, don't they? Hey, oh, oh, look what you did there. Look what you did. Yeah. So, I got, uh, I'm a little twisted about this. Uh, as uh, Uber's been putting up billboards across... Uh, a few uh, of its uh, major metropolitan areas to which it serves. This one picture I'm looking at right now looks to be in New York, uh, where it says, if you tolerate racism, delete Uber. Um, they are, uh, they are getting in, they're getting into it with both feet here. Uh, and the, the, it reads here, Uber riders will receive a frank message from the ride sharing company today. I'm assuming today, meaning a couple days ago, 
if you tolerate racism, delete Uber. The brand has teamed with Wyden Kennedy for a digital, social, and out-of-home campaign focused on racial injustice tied to the 57th anniversary of the March on Washington and Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. The campaign builds on Uber's co-sponsorship of today's commitment march. Get your knee off our necks at the nation's capital. That was quite a little gathering in its own right. We'll talk about uh, mm-hmm. hopefully sometime. Uh, they're going to be sending emails and what have you. And they're, like I said, they're getting kind of get, getting behind it uh, all the way here, if you will. Which, hey, uh, give the devil his due. Any, any company, regardless if we can't stand them or not, any company that's doing such a thing right now, uh, deserves a, a tip of the cap. I, I I will say that, but we cannot forget how Uber got in this position to begin with, and that is off the backs of uh, the transportation. Uh, the te- now I don't even want to use the analogy as far as getting off our necks. It'd be easy to do, but I think it's I don't think it's proper at this particular moment. And, and just but, to interrupt you there, John, and in the future, I will make reference to it again, but that was an actual remark made by Broward County commissioners a few years ago, and when referring to the taxi industry in Broward County. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, We, we have our boot on your neck, and we're not, we're not taking it off. That's, that's an exact quote. That actually happened. That was a few mm. years ago. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm asking, I'm apologizing in advance when I use it again, because I will inevitably bring it up and it has nothing to do with, 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 with the current situation and Mr. Right. Floyd and exactly. all that. So, but you know, they have got, Uber has gotten to the position that it has gotten to by, um, manipulating, exploiting people, exploiting, uh, ma- manipulating, uh, when it comes to local ordinances and state laws. Uh, They just feel that any rules, any laws or what have you, they don't apply to them. And um, until they're checked with that, uh, it's kind of a, like I said, this is a, this is a good thing they're doing and I'm glad they're doing it. But uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of shallow or excuse me, kind of hollow actually is probably the word I'm looking for. It's absolutely hollow. Are you kidding me? Why didn't why wasn't this billboard up five years ago? Good point. Did did people have to die for Uber to suddenly realize, oh, there's racism in America? Did they just become aware of it? No. They're jumping on a bandwagon here. And now they're yep. gonna be, well, look at us. We 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 stand tall against uh against racism and everything else that people are uh hating these days until of course the wind changes and they'll they'll be for or against something else. So uh, to me, uh, all, I, I'm looking at the image that, that you have, John. I wish I could put it up for the Periscope people. And uh, you know what I'm seeing with that sign painted on that building? I'm seeing a building owner who just made a couple of thousand dollars for, for renting out his space. And a sign company made a couple of dollars to... Uh, to do the job to paint it, that any message from Uber, especially uh, this, is 
is just idiotic. Oh, Uber's, uh, what's Uber going to do? They're going to give a stern letter to their, a stern email to their uh, customers. Don't you dare be racist to our drivers. What's the difference? You don't believe what your drivers tell you anyway. There are hundreds, if not thousands of videos out there of mm-hmm. drivers being abused, etc. Whether it's racist or not, Uber doesn't care. Uber just continues to You're not going to stop people from doing what they're doing. You, do you really think, do you really think that uh, the Q people and the uh, boogaloos or whatever they are, do you think they really care that Uber's suddenly upset about racism? Take a mope, Uber. Take a mope. You're late for this. You are late. Well, and it's been documented, too. Uh, for the last four or five years, it's been documented on how uh, Uber, at least their drivers, you know, they're no they're no better than cab drivers were at the time about going into uh, certain neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you know, and, and the sad part about it is they have no reason to be. You know, they don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to get they're going to get paid for their ride like uh, like cab drivers did from, you know, back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there are some, you know, at at night there are some problems in some of these neighborhoods. But you know what? Usually if you're just smart, you can avoid such things and know when the hell to get out of Dodge when it comes to that time. But no, they're no better when it comes to. um, when it comes to uh, doing their job in in all neighborhoods, not just the ones uh, with the with the cutesy little white girls there that are half in the bag, and you know I don't need to describe the rest there. So, I John, well, I appreciate where you're going with this. I, I think you've gotten a little off track because because this is, as far as I'm concerned, the story that I'm looking at uh, that I'm seeing. This is about Uber being Johnny come lately to a party they weren't invited to. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. Okay. But I'm just saying this is, you were saying this is I was just I was just cementing what you were saying because oh. they have Uber basically in its operations has been has been just as hypocritical uh, as they are about anything else when it comes right. to when it comes to this. So. Yep. So I think we've you're, given them enough time for yeah, on this yeah story. I, I, I think you're right. Um, what? Where else was I going to go? If I um, need an emergency bat turn, I'll call for one. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hurricane Laura, while bad, wasn't as bad as it could have been. Now, that's not to say people aren't adversely affected, because they were. But it was Turned out being more of a huge windbag than anything else. Well, that happens a lot in these parts of the woods, but... I'm looking at you, Mister Shannon. You big old windbag. Give, give 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 a rat's patootoo <laughs> what you're looking at. Oh, I will. Uh, I, I gotta I gotta butt in with a serious note there. Apparently, Shaletta, who yeah, uh, went to uh, uh, went to school uh, down in the um, Lake Charles area. Uh, apparently, she lost four family members. Yes. Yes, I saw that this morning and on Twitter. Our condolences to Shaletta and her family. Um, you know what the big kicker? A lot of the, what had uh, 
what the problem was that a lot of people had there was carbon monoxide uh, as far as their generators. I, I don't, do you think they were putting generate? I don't think they were putting the generators in the house. Do you? I told the story <laughs> the other night about Hurricane Wilma the, the, a day or two after. There were seven, there were seven fatalities in Broward County for that storm. One was a guy that walked out during the eye and a branch of a tree, of his own tree, fell off and hit him. Another one was another self-induced guy was where he shouldn't have been during the storm. And then there was a family of five in Deerfield Beach, Florida, that brought, brought the generator inside for two reasons. It was cold. It was cool for us. It was in the 50s at night, and uh, people were stealing generators. Cities put out generators at, at, at traffic signals, and they would, you know, they, people come by, cut the chains. So they brought the, uh, the, the generator into the apartment and killed all five carbon monoxide mm. poisoning. So uh, I, I, I hope that's not true. I don't know. It's the first I've heard of it. But I, 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 understand, I understand the reasoning behind it. I want to get your damn generator stolen. Those damn things are expensive for ain't one that, thing. Ain't that expensive. Well, it's not worth losing a life over. You got no, they're just hard right to come, They're hard to come by after a storm. Mm -hmm. That's that's the thing. So, hell, uh, I, I just told you that I was making light of it, but uh, when Charlie uh, uh, came through in Orlando, uh, I remember uh, hooking of a, a um, voltage converter on an old van that I wasn't using at the time. Started up the old van. And uh, used that as a generator. It was enough to uh, it was enough to power a fan, a light, and uh, my alarm clock. I'm sure your your neighbors loved having this beat up old van running all the time. Yeah, I had the well, I well, I had the thing fenced in in the yard that I had a little little front yard, and I <laughs> pulled it up into the yard, and and a lot, I did lock I did lock it up I well. mean, best I could, <laughs> and uh, locked it. You know, I had the head fence around it and had that locked up but uh hey it worked i had one of those big uh big fans uh, uh crop dryers is what i call them oh 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 one of those big you mean the kind you find in a garage yeah yeah, yeah basically yeah so thing, that it um thing that gets up to category one speed all on its own Yes, it does. <laughs> I know those fans. I have I have two fans like that that are actually small. They're great fans. And uh, I bought them. I used to keep them in the garage. Uh, I had them strategically placed up high to blow, air, you know, especially in the summer down in South Florida. Well, I've been carting these things around since I shut down my garage. They're sitting in my storage locker now. They're just too big for the apartment. It's just too much. But I, I, I haven't gotten rid of them yet because, you know, I mean, you, I can go buy them at Home Depot. But uh, anyway, our best goes out to the folks down there who were affected by Laura. And, and we Especially got Shaletta's, Shaletta's right. family. I'm really saddened by that. That uh, uh, we'll, reach yeah. out to, we'll, we'll reach out to her. And uh, but and there's I, a, I offered her the I offered her the virtual shoulder to cry on. You know, and, good uh, for you. Good and, for you. Uh, There's a couple yeah, more. Yeah, we, we're due to have her back on the show, by the way. Yeah. 
She's quite the star now these days. I don't know. She might be too big for us anymore. John, everybody's too big for us. Well, I'm this, getting this, this, this is. I'm hey, we can big. still get Mike King on the show. We can still get Bill Fancher on the yes. show. No, Bill's it, been Bill's been a little t- difficult to come by. He's playing hard to get. Look, yeah, I know, right? He's gonna want, he's gonna want a contract extension. John, I'm getting too big for this show. Yeah, well, anytime. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, so there's a couple more storms possibly brewing. Uh, matter of fact, speaking of Laura, here in the New York City metro area, we're going. We're experiencing the remnants of it. Uh, we're expecting rain and 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 just muggy, miserable conditions all day long until i believe they're looking at a low of 61 tonight there's a cold front coming in which will push like good sleeping weather oh don't it though oh don't it i'm i'm looking very much forward to opening the windows and 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 all that good stuff but um yeah we're supposed to be getting that type of weather around here too we had a little little front come through that kind of cooled things up a little bit so Unfortunately, I can't go anywhere to enjoy it because my car is on the on the rack right now, getting oh, a boy. getting a bearing replaced. Yeah. Well, that's gonna Ooh. happen. Bastards are expensive. Yeah. yeah. Holy it, Christ! It, by the time it's installed, a uh, little over five hundred dollars for one freaking bearing. Holy buckets! Well, well, drive drive better next time. I got a question for you, by the way, and then then we'll get back into the meat and potatoes here real quick. Okay. What do you think? Now, I'm sure you've seen them advertised of these uh, outfits that are that offer uh, you pay them so much per month or whatever, and it's like an insurance policy. It's like a health insurance policy for your car. Honestly, I see these commercials, and I see Chris Berman doing them, and I see Ice T doing it. Now, what the hell is Ice-T worried about uh, whether or not he can afford to get his cars fixed? Why is Ice-T worried about that? Because if John Shannon or Ed Van Ness stood up there and did that commercial, nobody would give a damn. I They're listening you. to Ice-T. Right. That's what I mean. I don't buy that, that he is. But I've listened to some of those testimonials, and, and there was one that, that just gets me. And the guy says something like, uh, yeah, they put a new engine and a transmission in. Uh, I saved $12,000. I'm like, what are you, out of your mind? Hey, you didn't save $12,000. Because if it was going to be that much, you'd just buy a new car. Right. I don't buy that. Look, I, 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 a, a, a dealership will try to will squeeze about four to five grand for a transmission out of you. Uh, they'll, they'll get you for a new tranny and then, uh, you know, their book rates and blah, blah, blah. An engine, forget it. You don't want to do an engine job at the dealership. You don't want to do an engine job, period. But if you have to. Uh, yeah, but I, when you're still making payments on a vehicle, you know, you're kind of. I get, I get that. I get that. Stuck between Iraq and Iran. Uh, uh, without having done any research on these companies, and it's one company. That's it's one company doing this advertising right now. Uh, I'm actually I've seen others, but I, I I just I don't know. It just 
doesn't feel right. Yeah. I'm... It just doesn't feel right. Look, I've, again, I've owned over 100 vehicles that were taxis, okay? I got very, 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 very involved in maintenance. Uh, I did everything you could do to a car at least once, okay? If not multiple times. I know there are ways to save money. There are times to utilize used parts, and there are times to run away from used parts. Certain things you can get away with. I know what it costs to have somebody to replace an engine. That's a that's a three or four day job to take the take the old engine out and replace and, and install the new engine. Basically, a week. You got to figure a week for it. So you're paying. You got to remember, you're paying a mechanic book rate. And the, if you're not familiar with book rate, this was uh, designed to to keep it fair, if you will. Uh, let's say you need a brake job. Well, you open the book. You look. Brakes should take three quarters of an hour. And then you multiply that by the mechanic's hourly rate. And that's how much he charges you for labor. Some jobs are bigger. Some jobs are eight hours, ten, you know. And I never had to worry about that with my mechanic, Richie. And whatever he couldn't do, he had his own little network. So he could push me towards, you know, and guys that, you know, wouldn't mess with him. You know, and I would get a fair break. But then again, I had resources i had a network of of mechanics and tire people and what you know uh i had options as far as this stuff goes i i'm very i know it's difficult to do i know it's really difficult to do but the best investment you can make is to talk to other people about their mechanics and find one that you can trust, not the cheapest. You oh, don't no. want you don't want the cheapest. You want somebody Get what that you pay for or what you don't pay. Exactly. For. There, there's three things you can only ever have two of them: good, fast, and cheap. Pick two, and that's what you can <laughs> get. It's true. It's true. Think about it. Oh so, yeah. So you you get your mechanic. You, find, you talk to your friends, your neighbors, your relatives. Who do you use? Oh, I use Carlos down at the uh, at the Shell Station. Oh, this guy Manny has his own joint over on 5th. He's a one-man shop. That's what my guy Richie is. He's a one-man shop. And you talk to people. You talk to customers. You go, you talk to them. Yes, it takes some investment. You have to, you know... Just by talking to a mechanic, you will get a very clear idea, or you should, of what kind of operation they're running. Don't let the fact that the place is a mess fool you, okay? No. I've been lucky. I found a guy. I've talked about him. Of course, I haven't had to use him because I don't take my car anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, 
Have you checked the tires lately on your car? Make sure they're still inflated. I moved it the other day. I drove in a little circle for half a block while while the street cleaners came by. (laughs) But I found this guy quite by happenstance. The guy was up front with me. He charged me less for the job than he quoted me. And, uh, you know, I'm in. That's my guy. He's my guy. Plus, the bus that stops directly in front of my house stops directly in front of his shop. Oh, my God. How lucky can you get there? Good Lord, man. I mean, literally, literally in front of his shop. And sun uh, was shining on your ass. Oh, I tell you what. But that's I I would invest my time in that. Other than uh, I wouldn't go to the deal to a dealership for anything that not a minute. That's not warranty work. If it's warranty work, let them do it because you're not paying for it anyway. Uh, dealerships are expensive. And some people are com- more comfortable with the dealership. And, hey, if that's your comfort zone, then by by all means, that's your no, comfort I've come, zone. I've come to the, the place I've been using here lately, and I, I have tried to show them a certain – the only thing that I did not take them – uh, or or go go to them for was is I needed to when I replaced my rear brakes the one thing is they they were everybody was insisting that um, I needed to replace the rotors on my you know on the brakes not because they needed to be replaced just because it's uh, apparently the rotors are made out of or, or of, of aluminum if I'm not mistaken right. And thus, it's it's they they don't grind out break or they don't grind out rotors anymore supposedly. So I, um, I, I was having my rotors ground right down to my last vehicle. Yeah, and uh, and everybody I talked to said, well, that's the you know that's the way you do it. I just didn't want to deal with it. my rotors were fine. You know, on those particular cars, you can look at your rotors and tell you whether or not they're what kind of shape they're in. And so. I, I I didn't want to do that, and I went to a Midas that wasn't too far away, and they, hey, we're not going to make you get anything you don't want to get. You know, we'll tell you, mm-hmm. we'll tell you if if the rotors would need to be replaced, but uh, we're not. And they were good about it, and I they only charged me uh, only charged me for the brakes. I also needed some spacers in the front brakes too, so. Uh, that's the only work that I've had done outside this other shop. This other shop that I, I'm at now, they've gotten all my oil changes. They've gotten, um, uh, oh, geez, what else did I have done? Oh, I had to, my transmission coolant lines uh, needed to be replaced. Right. And so I, I've been lucky with that car. I think I probably have spent maybe $1,500 wow, you in have actual them. Un- unscheduled maintenance on that car since I've had it for two years. Well, I'm going to tell you from having owned a bunch of those vents and, you know, all the cars I've owned, nothing. That's all it is, is unscheduled maintenance. It's coming. I've done more transmission coolant, coolant stuff than I care to think about ACs. It's all coming, John. Be aware. It's on the way. Oh, I'm they, and I'm uh, totally prepared. But, I sock away. Good. I sock away about a hundred bucks per week. That was always our, that was our number, a hundred bucks per week per vehicle. So anyway, um, yeah, good. If if you're happy with who you're with, I without doing any other deeper research into it, I would stay away from 
you know, look, I understand not everybody's in the same position we are. We, we use our, well, you use, and I used to use my vehicles all the time, put 150, 200 miles a day when I was double shifting my vehicles, three to 400 miles a day. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. Double shifting a car is, is hard on the car. So that's why you have to be on top of the maintenance. But, uh, yeah, I don't, and I don't know in your situation, boy, oh, boy, I'll bet right there real close to the top it says uh, you can't do it if you're using it for commercial purposes. or. Well, you see, that's what I was a little leery about here now. The other thing that I I did call the I did call I did that, oh. call and ask some questions, and when they started doing the hard the hard sell on me, that was it. Yeah, I could I couldn't get the I couldn't get the guy off the phone fast enough. He started doing a hard sell on me. First off, I didn't have time. I figured, well, I'd call maybe get some idea on money, how much it was going to cost me, get an idea how much uh, it was going to be for. Um, to get it set up, what they covered. I was up front with them and told them that I use the car for commercial purposes. Oh, uh, no problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, now, nah, well, yeah, I want not- this. I want this shit writing before you get a dime, pal. Yeah, it's no problem until oh, it is a problem. Till your, exactly. till your mechanic is wondering why he's not getting paid, and you can't get a hold of these people. Yeah, I. So, I. I'm still going to explore, and I might even talk to my mechanic. About that and say, hey, listen, if you uh, any experience you guys with heard, that? yeah, any experience with that? So it's a good idea. Uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see. I'm I'm not discounting it, but man, I'm not going to jump on the first uh, jump off the first bridge I see here. Well, yeah, you want to jump off the highest, bestest bridge. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you got to do it. Do it right. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. All right, man. We'll see what uh, what the heck else uh, should we go to here. Well, what do you what do you think we uh, delve into uh, the uh, Republican National the, uh, Convention? The, the, is that what that called? I just called it America's shit show. <laughs> uh, it, it actually had a real official title. It had a real official title. We've got. Oh, some... man, I missed out on it again. Yeah, you did. I, I want to say this. I watched, for the most part, all the main speakers. I did that for you folks. I was going to say, God bless you. God bless you, son. <laughs> I took one for the team. Yes, you did. I watched Trump the other night. I couldn't watch his daughter. I couldn't watch Ivanka. You know, we ran off the air here Thursday night. And I, <clears throat> excuse me. I settled in. Uh, he didn't go off the script. And it was probably one of the most lifeless speeches I've ever seen. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I apologize, folks. Getting a hairball just thinking about Trump. Uh, he was holding on to the podium for dear life. And, and you know, we're not even going to get... Is there a ramp involved? Well, he had that problem yesterday in uh, New Hampshire. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there's video of it. He's walking from, from the plane up to the stage and he trips. And he later said, oh, oh that's like an ice skating rink. He's using the same lines over again. But you ever hear of rubber sole shoes? No. How about rubber biscuits? A rubber biscuit? How about rubber baby bumper? Damn it. I can't say it either. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. 
That's the one I was looking for. Oh, Maybe yeah. Now Buggy. say it fast three times. I will not. I will <laughs> not. So anyway, he got up there and he's doing his thing and he's spieling and blah, 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 blah. Uh, who was it? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing around here. I watched Pence the night before. Like you were on a rubber band. <laughs> That's right. I was baby bugging it, man, all over town. So I'm watching Pence, and, and what got me, I mentioned this the other night, was him talking about when the COVID hit and blah, 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 and the seamless cooperation and effort by all the, all the governors of all the states. Seamless? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But I will say that, look, Trump's speech is, and actually we have, actually, uh, Daniel Dale, who's, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you must, at ddale8. This guy is fantastic. ddale8? At ddale8. I follow him. I think I'm going to dial him up right now. You want to. So anyway, he was on with Anderson Cooper the other night, fact-checking. And we have, we have that. We, it's, it's about three minutes. And, and we're going to play this in, in a couple of sections. So let's start off. And uh, again, this is on CNN with Anderson Cooper. I know certainly there's a lot to break down from the president's more than hour-long speech. Anderson, this president is a serial liar, and he serially lied tonight. I counted preliminarily more than 20 false or misleading claims. I want to go through a whole bunch of them quickly because I think it's all important. Trump said Joe Biden is, quote, talking about taking down the border wall. Biden has specifically, explicitly rejected that idea. He just said he'll stop further additional construction. Trump claimed, as always, that he is the one who passed the Veterans Choice Law. Barack Obama signed that into law in 2014. Trump signed a 2018 law to modify it. Trump said, I have done more for the African-American community than any president since Abraham Lincoln. That is ludicrous. Lyndon Johnson, for one, signed the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act. Trump again touted a, quote, record 9 million job gain over the past three months. He didn't mention, as usual, that that gain follows a record 22 million job loss over the previous two months. He said he'll, quote, continue to lower drug prices. They've increased during his presidency. He said they opened a Jerusalem embassy for less than 500,000. Early documents show it was at least 21 million. He claimed NATO member spending has increased for the first time in about 20 years. Spending, in fact, rose in 2015 and in 2016 before he took office. Now, now, <laughs> Daniel Dale barely takes a breath through this whole thing. But I mm-hmm. was I was watching Trump when, when he... Uh, was talking about the the embassy in Israel. Oh, it should have been a, it would have been a billion dollars, uh, but we got managed to get it done for five hundred thousand. And I said, that's that's got to be. I've seen pictures of that building. It was not a, an old building, and just to retrofit it with the security and blah blah blah. You know, it's it, it's it's just. And it goes on and on. Would you like to hear more? Sure, you would. I would love to hear more. He said he will always, and Republicans will always, strongly protect people with pre-existing conditions. That pledge has already been broken. He and they have repeatedly tried to weaken those protections in Obamacare. He claimed, again, that he banned travel from China and Europe. No, he imposed partial restrictions with many exemptions. Tens of thousands of people continue traveling over. He boasted about the COVID testing system and about his general response. Look, experts near universally say the U.S 
US was fatally slow in its response, especially slow in setting up adequate testing. He said that he ended what he called a NAFTA nightmare, and he signed a brand new US-Mexico-Canada agreement, the USMCA. That agreement preserves, maintains most of NAFTA. He boasted about building about 300 miles of border wall. What he didn't say is that most of that is a replacement barrier. As of August 7th, according to official data, just five miles had been built where none existed before. He suggested that Joe Biden would confiscate guns. That's baseless. Biden is running on a non-mandatory buyback of so-called assault weapons. He said Democrats want to defund the police. Biden, again, doesn't, has rejected that. He said he is, quote, very good information that China wants Biden to win because Biden is soft on China or cheerleads for China. The U.S. intelligence community says China wants Biden to win because it sees Trump as unpredictable. <laughs> you can just pick pick anything. My, one of my favorites is the wall. And I, I came across that stat a few days ago that, yeah, only five miles of brand new wall have been built. Uh, we're still waiting for Mexico to pay for it. You know, we're paying for that. We're paying for it deeply. And he wants to go into the Social Security money to pay for that. So it's, it's, it's incredible. And it's the same narrative, the same echo chamber that all of his, uh, all of his followers are, uh, are spouting out, especially the ones about defunding the police. Nobody, nobody that is serious, that is in power uh, it, on the, you know, well, either side, but especially on the Democrats, nobody has said anything about defunding the police. Now there have been cries on the streets to defund the police. But uh, fortunately, those people aren't in. Uh, nobody's talking about, nobody who's having a serious conversation is talking about defunding the police. And Rearranging it? Right. Remodeling that, it, maybe? We need to get rid of that phrase. That has been the wrong phrase right from the start. Mm -hmm. It sends no, the wrong right. message. Nobody's talking about disbanding the police or leaving uh, communities unprotected. No. What's being talked and what needs to be done is a restructuring. We need to get rid of the cop culture. Of us well, I still want to know. I'm sorry. I, I saw a pause there. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, we got to get rid of this us against them. I know they have a dangerous job, and I appreciate the job that the good cops do. But you know what? Just because you're wearing the badge and the gun doesn't allow, doesn't give you the permission to push people around. You have to abide by the same laws laws that you are uh, enforcing. Okay. I and to me, that's that's stuff as big as giving people, you know, First Amendment rights and all that. The little things like why are you parking your cars on the in sidewalk and here in new york the uh, precincts are blocking streets off this has been going on since since may oh well we're afraid of the riots it's over it's been over for months people can't access their own darn street anyway well that... what i want to know is is how how in the uk and especially in london how can they get away with cops not having uh guns there they have their little billy their little whatever stick they use uh, i forget what they're called Strict, off the top of my head stricter gun laws well very strict gun laws too. very strict but you, we are 
we still in this country still have that wild west mentality when it comes to guns. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. no, it's a whole machismo thing, and the fact that people back down on what the Second Amendment really. Well, I I agree, but people have a fascination with guns in this country. It's not just it's not. It it's it's I I do I think you know it's like. Sometimes I, I think, oh, we, I need my gun to protect my family. Well, sometimes I think people are more concerned about protecting their gun than they are their family. You're not, you're not wrong. Have you ever fired a weapon? I haven't. It's BB I've gun. Told, it's different. I've Oh, I I've, know. <laughs> I've told the story. Uh, a buddy of mine, my buddy Harry, kind of hornswoggled me into going to the shooting range with him. And he was... You know, he had a concealed permit. He was legal, blah, blah, blah. And he brought with him his three fifty seven and his forty four Magnum. Go ahead. Make oh, my day. Go ahead. Make my lunch. Uh, and again, I've told the story. So we get the, the earphones and the, 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 the hearing, ear protection, eye protection. He shows me how to use use the weapon, how to fire it. Now the first shot, and we're in an indoor range in a basement. First shot, God only knows where it went. <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> but it was such a even with the ear protection, what a violent explosion. What a I mean, and that's a cannon. That's a, it should have wheels. That's you know, and a fuse. And I forget back and hit you in the chest. Ooh, came close. I forget which one I started with, but uh, so it didn't take long. And I've told this story. And the, you know, I'm not a gun guy, and my buddy knew that, and blah blah blah. But the, he also made the point. How do you know if you don't try? Well, fair point, fair point. So which is why I went through with it. And I, I've I've now I spent an hour firing a weapon. Uh, I feel confident. Uh, Harry went to his grave, pissed off because I was a better shot than he is. Turns out, and uh, you know, once I got the hang of it, I was putting him right near the bullseye—not in the bullseye, but I was you were in the neighborhood. I was I was consistently shooting in the same area. Nice, but it's a big, it's a nasty experience. But it's a lot of power in your hands, and I can see. We've all watched the movies with the with the guy sliding across the hood of the car, pow, 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 dropping dropping magazines, and just you know another one magically appears, and you know somebody throws a magazine from across the room, and the guy catches it in the butt of the gun. You know, we all want to do that. We did that when we were kids. I get that. I get that, but Second Amendment ain't what you think it is. Let me finish. I, let me finish up with Daniel Dale before we run out of oh, time in this hour. Can I? Can I just one? I I've sure. said it one. I sure. said it uh, several times. I'm sure on this show. Is there is only one particular reason why I have no interest in owning a gun? How's that? I I'd use it. <laughs> oh, I have no problem right now. Uh, right now, I'm satisfied with the fact that I can growl pretty loud. There you go. But there are some there are some random acts of stupidity out there that would. Hey, I'm sorry. I would say this, man's John. Got, man's you, got to know his limitations, and I know damn well that if I had a gun in certain situations, 
I'd be using it. So I would say this. If you know somebody that has a concealed weapons permit and owns owns weapons, owns firearms, and knows what they're doing and goes to a range on a regular basis, I would ask politely, because they're armed, if you can tag along. Seriously, and get... you. Uh, honestly, uh, this is... I did it one time. I'm glad I did, because now I never want to touch another one again. But you really should experience what that's like in, in safe, controlled conditions. You'll uh, you'll be a different. I, I man. might put that on the bucket list. We'll see. Okay. okay, let's let's get this last piece of audio out. We got more for the other hour, but this is for okay. this. He said Biden vowed to close down charter schools. Biden's plan is skeptical on charters, but would not abolish them entirely. He denounced Biden for voting for the Iraq war. Biden did indeed vote for the Iraq war. But what Trump doesn't mention is that he also supported that invasion. He said Democrats twice removed the word God from the Pledge of Allegiance at their convention. Two individual caucus meetings outside the main primetime programming did leave it out, but it was uttered in every primetime event. Trump denounced so-called cancel culture as like an insidious left-wing thing. He, Donald J. Trump, has tried to get dozens of people and entities canceled, fired, boycotted, including literally last week, Goodyear. He said he imposed an order to give 10 years in prison to rioters. That's a maximum discretionary sentence up to judges in existing laws. His order just asked the government to fully enforce. And he said that Biden's plan would eliminate America's borders. No, just no. It's wrong. <laughs> just oh, no. That's it? There's kidding. more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. How much time do you got, Anderson? <laughs> wow. Uh, Daniel Dale, keep at it. Thank you. Thank uh, now, if you if you watch the video of this near the end, there's Anderson Cooper on the split screen, split screen, just taking a drink out of a styrofoam cup, like because da- Daniel Dale is just rolling. He's just rolling, and and, and Cooper's just sitting there enjoying. Just one out step down from an auctioneer, for crazy. sake. No, he oh, was. Yeah. Uh, he was, yeah, it was, it was, and the thing, people, people don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear Donald Trump fact-checked because, oh my God, everything, all those little talking points uh, that they come out. The only thing that Democrats are saying for the most part is that Donald Trump is a habitual liar. Yeah. And more so, I mean, don't get me wrong, all politicians have a tendency to bend the truth a little bit. I oh, am, t- tendency is a kind word, Mr. Shannon. Well, but Donald yeah. Trump has brought it to a new. Uh, he new has level. raised the bar. Oh yeah, when it comes to when it comes to lying and stretching the truth and uh, fear mongering. Oh yeah, fear mongering. Oh, you vote for you you vote for Biden, and you're going to have chaos in the streets. Uh, so what is this? Well, yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. This, this you know is, what I, you, you know is, what I find. Uh, what? What I'm finding here is that you know everybody's, you know, bastardizing the Black Lives Matter movement, but it seems to me that all the people that are that are committing the most notable crimes are white people. That is correct. You know. Or people that are from are that are not from the general effect or area affected. I disagree. With, these, I disagree with that concept. I told you the other night. You don't necessarily I know have you to do. be from a particular from a, an affected area 
to show up and uh, demonstrate and all that. So, well, I'm not talking about the demonstrate. I'm talking about the ones that are busting windows, setting fires, and and uh, that type of thing. Oh, those people are always going to be. You always bring in out of towners. I mean, watch any Godfather movie, watch any gangster movie. You do a hit, you bring in an out of town guy. You don't do the local. You don't use the local guys. Come and on. let me let me make let me make one more point on this. Of course, now we are highlighting a lot of the violent crimes that have been happening in our nation city. Let me let me tell you something right now. Violent crime, unfortunately, has been going on long before we we uh, were making note of. Uh, things that were happening in these uh, in these different uh, cities, you know, we you know there has always been violent crime. You know, there's always been murders. There's always been muggings. Uh, now all of a sudden, because uh, black people are starting to stand up and say, "Hey, wait a minute! Enough of this! Uh, enough of this systemic systemic racism! You know, enough of uh, uh, police uh, kneeling on our kneeling on our necks! Enough of being shot in the back just because we can't get you can't get your your subject to stop you know pumping seven bullets into him just because he he won't stop walking away from you you know there but you know oh now now we're gonna it's gonna we elect biden you're not gonna be safe suburban housewives aren't gonna be safe anymore this stuff's gonna come out to your neck of the woods you know, we need a wake-up call in this country, unfortunately, I'm afraid. Seriously. Okay, Ed, I'm sorry. Tapping out, buddy. <laughs> it, it, look, again, as everybody's been pointing out here lately, especially after the RNC, when they all got up there and were predicting doom and gloom in a Biden-Harris administration, it's all happening right now. How do you justify Donald Trump standing up there and saying, I can fix it. You broke it. You broke it. This is happening under your watch. Explain to me how it gets better. You know, of course, you can always use the old, well, it's got to get better. It certainly couldn't get any worse. Don't say that, people, because... Hold my beer. Yeah, we've been saying that all year, and it's just... You know, don't forget, we still got an asteroid coming. Uh, and we don't know if he's bringing friends or not yet. So, <laughs> so you know, let's uh, let's control ourselves. We got, what is it, uh, four more months of this year. And, uh, you know, I, I tell you, I'm noticing that the that the media is putting putting this asteroid kind of under wraps right now. And I, I, I understand it. And you've told and you've told me it's not uh, it's not that big of a not that big of a thing by the time it hits our atmosphere it's probably going to break into a half a million pieces in terms of of the universe it's a really close call in terms of you and me it's going to miss us by the distance of the moon just a bit outside just a bit and even if it were to come at us it would burn up in the atmosphere so it's not it's not an extension level uh extinction level event basically that's the one are you ready to say goodbye I'm never ready to say goodbye. I can sit here and talk for hours. You know that. All right, well, I guess it's time to 
Well, not say goodbye, just bid adieu for a few minutes. We'll be back after this short pause for the cause. found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. from a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to When some schlamiel tries to put me down and says he has a larger congregation, I tell him right away, now listen here, Nudnik, ain't you heard of my show? It's number one in the nation. Dollars paid, give more dollars, we're so together, being true to your show.
Hey, good morning, kids and kittens. Welcome back to hour number two of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. I am Ed Van S. John Shannon has wandered off the reservation. Oh, look! He's back. Hello, John. John is completely off the reservation now. He's, he's taking himself... Oh, there he is, because... Uh, we didn't tell him in advance exactly how long he would have. You think I keep track of time here? <laughs> Unbelievable. You're lucky. You're lucky that I didn't take 10 minutes attending to what I needed to attend to. Pre-show, I tell John exactly I know. how much time he has I know. for the break. You got four minutes. Do what you got to do. This break, he sat there. He sat there. He sat there. I'm thinking, okay, he'll be here. 30 seconds to go. He wanders off. It was more than 30 seconds. Take a pill there, Karen. One, one time he managed to slide back in literally at the split second. Hashtag. Oh, my. Hashtag big time professional radio. So anyway, good morning, what, John and you Shannon. Couldn't, and you couldn't, you couldn't have handled it? Uh... It's not my job to handle it. Oh, now we're getting into job descriptions here. I get you. All right, well, anyways, did did you welcome the people back? I did. Did or did not? I can't hear you. I did. I don't like doing it, but I did. Oh. That's right. Oh. World's world's (laughs) smallest violin there for you. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, that was Be True to Your Shul. By Kosher Club featuring Oi George. I saw I saw that. Uh, that was cute. I, I it's will, one of my uh, favorite. That's actually why I hung around. I wanted to. I actually wanted to hear that. That's one that used to get played an awful lot by my radio hero Neil Rogers. So we uh, took me a long time to find a nice clean version. Uh, I, I mean, we had a version that had played on AM, but it was real scratchy. Anyway. We're back here. So has has Neil Rogers uh, since left this world? Or is oh he... yeah, ten years ago. Oh okay. It was uh, for me. It was a rough kind of year and a half. I lost my buddy Harry, my business in in uh, late two thousand eight. My uh, my business partner Rick in August of two thousand nine, and Neil Rogers in two thousand ten. Now, my Harry and Rick, we had all been what we call Neelys. We all listened to the show. We, you know, I, we all spoke the shorthand. So there were little things that you could say or do, you know, uh, that they would get. And there's a lot of stuff I would like to be saying and playing, but nobody would get it. Uh, right. And, and so, you know, as far as that went, that, that just, uh, neilrogers.org. Go there. Uh, plenty of funny stuff, and listen to some of the shows. It, it, I remember, I remember Ed, or excuse me, Ed. I remember uh, Bill Fancher and I. We used to be big groupies of a morning show here in uh, the Twin Cities. A guy by the name of Tom Bernard. He actually still has uh, his show, uh, the KQ Morning Show, and he was kind of in that same. He came up with a lot of bits. No, no, no. That, no you're, you're misunderstanding, John. Neil didn't do bits. Neil played bits. Neil, Neil Rogers, you have to listen to the shows. You have to get invested in it. 
and uh, he's a very smart man, a very gay man, a very uh, uh, there's you have to you almost have to get invested in the history of South Florida radio. And believe you me, when he was at his peak in South Florida, anybody that listened to the listened to his show. We all could talk about the Arbitron ratings and who was on what. You don't have to listen to another station to know who was on there because he talked about radio all the time, you know, the radio biz. And he could have gone national, multiple opportunities, stayed right there in South Florida because he had plenty to talk about there. Uh, so anyway, if you ever get the opportunity, look up Neil Rogers, N-E-I-L Rogers, uh, which is not his real name, on YouTube. And there are just days worth of his shows. He was on 10 to I will two. try to pencil that in. It, it's, you got to, this is a time investor. It's not all going to happen in one day. The first time you listen to one of his shows, you're not going to, it's going to be like, why is that funny? And why is he doing that to his callers? Oh, he would go weeks without taking a call because he'd get pissed off. Oh, and big hockey fanatic. Oh, man. Oh. And uh, the, the reason, the reason my buddy Harry and I, when we were in Chicago on our, our, our cross-country trip, although there was no baseball, it was 1994, we got to Chicago, we went to Wrigley Field, which of course was closed because there was no baseball. But there's a restaurant across the street. We went to have lunch there simply because at the time, for about five or six years, Neil, he was a Cubs fan before the Marlins showed up. And he would go up to Chicago for a week every summer, do his shows from Chicago, and go to Cubs games. And do and then he started doing his show from this restaurant. So that's why we went there. Right at right something's bleachers. I can't remember it. But anyway, that's uh So do you have anything particular you want to get to uh, I here do. In this? I got all sorts of stuff. Stuff we never got to. We ju- okay. we we were just starting to lick the salt post. Of, uh, of the political stuff. Okay. So let's, uh, let, let, let me go through all this. Uh, it, last week, this past week, I, I should say, uh, we had uh, uh, Louis DeJoy, he of U.S. Postal Service. Oh, joy. Oh, yes, on Monday. So here's a short exchange between him and Representative Jim Cooper, a Democrat out of Tennessee. And you got to listen to DeJoy because he sounds like like a, a half-educated mobster. Listen, listen to his responses. And also what Cooper says at the end, it's, it's hilarious. We want to make sure that campaign contributions well, are legal. So all your campaign I'm contributions fully aware are legal. Of what, I'm fully aware of legal campaign contributions. Well, what if and I resent the assertion. So what well, are you accusing me of? Well, I'm asking a question. Do your mail delays fit Trump's campaign goal of hurting the post office, as stated in his tweets? I'm are not, your mail I'm delays not, implicit gonna, campaign contributions? These types of questions. I'm here. I'm here to represent the postal service. It has nothing to do with all my actions have to do with improvement of the postal service. May this Am I the only one in this room that understands that we have a ten billion dollar a year loss? Right. Am I the only will, one in this room? Will you that give this committee? Will you give this committee up? your communications with Mark Meadows with? 
Treasury Secretary Mnuchin Go with the President. Mr. DeJoy, is your backup plan to be pardoned like Roger Stone? Oh! Oh, gosh. <laughs> Pitiful. You have two seconds to answer the question. I have no comments on that. It's not I worth it. I see my time has expired. Gentlemen, not time worth is- You ain't got nothing on me, you dirty screws. <laughs> that's, that, that's the kick in the nuts right there. Is that your backup plan? Moving, moving on. Uh, here's a tweet. We're gonna kind of mix up these tweets here, mix them in. Uh, from Michael Jolette, M I K E L underscore J O L L E T T. Quote. Oh wait a second. <laughs> Heaven forbid we don't. Quote. We live in a society where we can't have weddings, we can't have funerals, we can't go to the movies, or enjoy simple pleasures or major milestones. 200,000 people are dead because of their utter incompetence, and these criminal Fs are having a party on the White House lawn. Unmasked, by the way, at least 90% uh, well, of them. Yeah, but if that's not the screw you. Uh, so John Avalon, at John Avalon, tweeted this. Wait, Tom Cotton... Uh, said just during the RNC, during his RNC speech, said America is safer now than four years ago. But one of the themes of this convention is that America's cities are more violent than ever. Oh, there's, there were a lot of contradictions last week. Uh, it's safer, but it's also going to hell in a handbasket. Uh, you can't have it both ways, kitten, kids and kittens. Only now, you can prevent dumpster fires. That is absolutely correct. Now now we come to another RNC speaker, Natalie Harp, who uh, I, I did a cursory look up on her. She's some entrepreneur from California. Pleasant pleasant enough looking young blonde woman. But here's what she had to say, and and I can't I, I, I have to agree with her. This is outrageous what the Democrats are attempting here. The Democrats love to talk about health care being a human right. But a right to what? Well, I'll tell you. To them, it's a right to marijuana, opioids, and the right to die with dignity. Yeah, buddy. I'm in. What's wrong with the right to die with dignity? We know there's nothing wrong with pot. You know, I'll meet you halfway on the opioids, but... uh, uh. Next is my favorite, former Missouri Senator Claire McCaskill. She's an MSNBC contributor now. She's a hoot and a holler, maybe a holler and a half. This is uh, this is her the other night after, uh, I think it was after Pence spoke. I forget. You'll... She at least said for the first time anybody in this White House has ever said how badly she feels for the families who have lost a loved one to COVID. But let's be real about whether or not she's really going to help him with with women in the suburbs. They know what the deal is here. Uh, They've all defended husbands publicly. This is a woman whose husband had to pay court costs this week because he paid off a porn star because he was having sex behind her back with a porn star right after she gave birth to their son. Give me a break. I am done with this guy. Oh, yeah. She was talking about Melania. What a phony she is. 
But it's true what she says. You know, uh, although, don't worry, we're going to talk about Jerry Falwell Jr. here coming up. Uh, last piece of audio we're going to play. Already? Is, oh, yeah, yeah. It was it was a weak week. Uh, it was a weak week. It was a weak week. So he, here's your boy, your president, talking about focus. My administration has a very different approach. To save as many lives as possible, we are focusing on the science, the facts, and the data. I'm surprised he even knows the word science. Well, he watched Weird Science back, uh, whenever that was back. Hey, don't, don't, I started watching that movie. It, it came on a couple of weeks ago. Kelly LeBrock. Oh, it was just the beginning of the movie where they, where they create her. And she comes out. She's in that that the, those tiny little briefs and the cut off. Oh, the oh. the woman. That was that was that was that was what he was uh, yeah. focused on. That's the only science he was interested. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little focused on it myself. In, in a slightly uh, yeah. Here, let's tell a little bit. Another one about about COVID from uh, it's Jeff Tidrich. He says this. Let me get this straight. COVID is so deadly that we need to keep our distance from the virus-smeared mail drop boxes. But it's also so harmless that we need to be packing our children straight the F back into their schools immediately. Okay, cool. That's not at all batshit insane. Yeah. Everything's convenient. It's it's whatever fits the narrative in that moment. That's where they are. Uh, We got a couple more. One more tweet. Uh, from uh, Jim Scudo, and this is from yesterday. Just now, Jacob Blake's father, Jacob Blake Sr., says his son is, quote, fighting for his life, and that his son's leg is handcuffed to the bed, despite the fact that he is paralyzed. I understand they've since removed that. They've since removed the hand. Yeah, where is he going to go? Well, that's that's the point. That, that was idiotic upon its own right there i i mean you put a guard outside the room where you've you've you you, you've severed the kids the guy's uh uh spinal cord like i don't i don't know what he had warrants out for and all that and this is all going to come up and blah 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 and you know let's uh hey did you happen to see where Rand paul got confronted by a a crowd the other night oh he said he was assaulted well there's assault no he was confronted nobody touched him so, nobody he, bitch slapped him. You mean? No, not for like. Well, I don't think they really. They didn't try, but they confronted him. First off, you want you got to you got to say to yourself, hmm, this big event. Why are they walking through the city? Why aren't there cars waiting for them to come? You know, when they come out of the White House. Oh, so he, what you're saying is, is maybe he was trying to attract a little bit of that. Bingo! Now you're catching on. Now you're catching on. So here's not Rand Paul. Oh, not Rand Paul. Well, here, here's what your 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 second favorite Kentucky senator, or maybe it's a tie for second <laughs> between him and uh, Rich Mitch, Moscow you Mitch. Be, you couldn't be talking about Myrtle the Turtle here. Could oh, you? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it that way. I'd say Rich Mitch, Moscow Mitch. Oh, okay. So anyway, uh, Rand Paul tweeted this out: "Just got attacked by an angry mob of over 100." One block away from the White House. 
Thank you, D.C. Police Department, for literally saving our lives from a crazed mob. And again, that's been... So, there's two replies to this tweet, and I, I really, really like these. Uh, Ida Skibenes, at Ida underscore S-K-I-B-E-N-E-S. Oh, she definitely gets a... Uh... Rand, I have some questions. What were you wearing? Did you have something to drink? Maybe they thought you wanted it. Did you give any signals to invite the encounter? Did you smile at them? Are you sure you didn't enjoy it just a little? Susan Chapel, at Susan Chapel 1, also replied. Did he know his attacker? Did he talk to him? Encourage him? It was probably just flirtation taken too far. These things happen. Did Rand say no but really mean yes? Good for you, ladies. Good for you. Because that's exactly oh my goodness. <laughs> that's exactly the kind of stuff that gets thrown back at women when when they're harassed, when they're accosted, when they're confronted. Uh, the last bit we're gonna that we have here, and then we'll we'll just yak away for the next best. It's our uh, oppos- opposition correspondent, Brent. Brent is uh, Brent's back. Brent's back. Brent has promised to clear up the entire Jerry Falwell Jr. situation. So, so let's take a listen. So, I just seen on Fox News that my spiritual advisor, Jerry Falwell Jr., and his wife participated in the most unholiest of trinities. And you people keep laughing it up. You just keep kink shaming them. Well, so what? If he got cucked for the Lord. It's 2020. Who hasn't been cucked by their pool boy? Not me, but that's the oldest trick in the porno book. The pool boy or the the cable guy. But since everybody's got Netflix and is getting rid of Comcast, you know it was going to be the pool boy. Well, I'll tell you one thing. What these people do in the privacy of their own bedroom is between them and... And they're pool boy. And that applies to everybody. Both straight and non-LGBTQ. But you people make me sick. Judging them for what they do. You show me where it's a sin to sleep with somebody that's not your wife. You show me the list that says adultery is bad. Because if adultery is so wrong, then these people don't want to be far right. And I'll tell you another thing, Jerry. I know you're watching this. Keep your head up. You're a Christian. You can bounce back from this. That's what Christians do. Whether it's crosses or pool boys, you can come back from this. All you got to do is admit that you messed up, go to some church-sponsored counseling, get rid of that pool, and you'll come back and your flock will just look the other way like they do most things. So here's to you, Jerry, for putting up with all the hate. I'm raising my emotional support beer to you. Now get off my prop. <laughs> and that that was Brent, our uh, opposition correspondent. I'd say he pretty much nailed that, the Jerry Falwell. Yeah, I, I, I would. And you know, here here's the thing. He, actually, in his own little twisted way, Brent is right. Of course he is. What, what, uh, what happens in your bedroom 
or out at your poolside. <laughs> that was your pool, business. It was the pool boy. It was. Yeah, but how do we know it didn't happen in the pool? But you know what the interesting thing is? Jerry Falwell Jr. doesn't even have a pool. No way. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I was going to say. That's the joke. Oh, okay. I, oh, I got it. Oh, I caught it. It took I a second. It. There it is. <laughs> that Just one, about went over my head, but I caught one, it. That one hung up there in the air for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it it is your business. Hey, listen. Uh, I, I sure as hell. Uh, it's not the point. I, I sure as hell can't uh, uh, throw any stones. You know, especially from you know way past years. I can't. I can't. I'm not going to be a hypocrite about it. Well, That's the problem with uh, uh, Jerry Fa- or, or with uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. and a lot of his followers. No, 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 not a lot, he, not a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, there, there are there are two or three of them that uh, probably right. try to follow the line. But uh, I'll give you that much. Yeah. You ever hear the old song Harper Valley PTA? Challenge accepted. If yes. you haven't heard, Ed should if if he's got it somewhere, he should he should play it because he, he's that, that points out that points out pure hypocrisy, and that's what the problem that I have with a lot of people that uh, are are called call themselves Christians, especially uh, the evangelicals. Oh, and oh, they definitely forgive uh, uh, one Donald J. Trump. Yeah, you know this man has had more "quote unquote" trans uh, transgressions, you know, than I've hauled taxi passengers over thirty-seven years. Here we go, as requested on Radio TFI. Jeannie C. Riley.
you go. EDC Riley here on Radio TFI, right here on the Taxi Stand Hour. The hypocrite song. The hip- oh, you know it. Absolutely. Now you get to realize, first off, this, this song came out in the, I don't know, either late 60s, early 70s, if I'm not mistaken. It was like 71, 72-ish, something like, like okay. that. Okay, yeah. And, of, of course, you know, if somebody were to write that song today, it would be a lot more graphic, I think. But this is exactly what the problem is with uh, uh, quote-unquote evangelicals who uh, who are out there claiming the sins of everybody else, but don't uh, but don't look you know don't uh, look in the mirror themselves and see just what the what the hell they're they're doing and uh, yeah. On Sunday, you can't on call your you can't call yourself a. A Christian, I don't think, in accuracy, if if you don't, uh, if if you're not acting, at least trying to act as a Christian, and I'm not talking about just how how you cover your, you know, how you do, how you dress, or what you do behind your closed doors. I'm also talking about acting like, uh, you know, basically like Christ. You know, Christ would never. Uh, kick children out, you know, would never lock kids up in cages. Uh, he would never, at least I don't think so. I'm no, I'm no expert on the Bible, but everything I can, uh, everything I can sense from what I've heard about, uh, the, especially the New Testament, when, you know, when uh, Jesus was around, that no, he didn't teach any of this uh, hatred towards other people. So, What it it really boils down to, uh, Christianity, is not judging others. It's not judging others. It's uh, just being able to accept people for who they are. Which is a game they all talk and few actually practice. Oh yeah! Don't, don't judge me because I like to prance around in in, uh, in high heel shoes on Tuesday nights. I can refer to myself as Sheba, Amazon goddess. That's my thing. Play that role well, by the way. I like Thank you. Thank you. Thinking of adding eyeshadow next week. Uh, and that's the problem with most of these people, and why it annoys the living daylights out of me. I don't need to be judged. Okay, if you don't like it, just say, hey, I don't particularly care for what you're doing there. Great. Not for me. You live your own life. But that's that's right. Me. You I live totally your, get that. You live your life. You want to go into a building and tithe 10 or 20 percent of your income to your church and get down on your knees and pray to a man in a dress. You be my guest. But just because I don't want to. Or because I get on my knees for a different reason. There's no reason for you to judge me. Hey, earlier in the show, I promised I'd... I'd oh, you just, this a look. you just ran away from I, I want to get off the whole topic of you being on your knees if you don't, if that's all right with you. Me too, because I can't get up from them. Oh. Well, you better have a couch or something to grab onto. Well, there's always something. Yeah, there you go. So hey, this march on Washington that was actually pretty impressive. Uh, was it now? You know, looking at the crowds, I don't think the crowds were quite as big as they were fifty-seven years ago for uh, 
you know, for Martin Luther King when he did the I Have a Dream speech. But it was still an impressive crowd. And I understand that there were folks that literally walked. Uh, I believe there was one. Oh, God, I remember. He used to play basketball, and I can't think of his name right now, damn it. I just the one heard that walked from Detroit. Me? Yeah, I just heard the story last night. He walked from Detroit. There was one that walked from Minneapolis. There was others that walked from places in Wisconsin. Do this. So this just wasn't one person. Okay. I have no this, reason. This was impressive. Jesus Christ, I can't walk down to the mailbox. <laughs> you need a bike. Well, yeah, there you go. And one that has a power assist on the, the boot. Don't but, knock it, pal. Don't knock yeah. it. You know, and the bet I heard or read, I should say, there were over ten thousand people attending this uh, rally again on the National Mall, and it was it was quite a sight to behold. And yet, you know what? Guess what? What that many that many black people? Oh my God! No way! That many black people? Oh, there's bound to be trouble. Absolutely. Don't, I don't think I don't think there was 10, much 000. trouble there. Ten thousand. Don't think so. There had to be more than that. Well, I said over ten thousand. Well, I um, think it was considerably more. It said more. the story here in Washington Post said thousands mm. gathered Friday, but I actually saw one that was a little bit more specific. It said it was over ten thousand. You okay. can't do a head count no. when you have a crowd that. Big. Uh, it, it, when you get a crowd of any size, and I used to say this. And, and talking about the old spring breakdown in Fort Lauderdale, because to this day, people still talk about it. Visitors. Oh, but they say there was a lot of problems. No, no, it wasn't. It was nothing like that. I said, by the way, when you put 100,000 anybody's in one place in a small, relatively small area, you're going to have problems. You can put 100,000 nuns together and you're going to have troublemakers. People always laughed and then went, yeah, you know what? So... No, but, as far as I, I, as far as I conceive, uh, or, you know, well, of course, yeah, like we said earlier with Rand Paul, you know, ooh, Rand Paul, you know, he, he was got, confronted. Uh, there was no question. He was, he was confronted. He wasn't assaulted. It was out in public, and people basically told him what they thought about him. And and now that I think about it, it's two, it's it's two different situations because. This was after the RNC when he was uh, that's right confronted on the on, different situations that had been done on, his, on at the White House. Uh, okay, look, it's. I you know see what these folks are doing. Wait a minute, I, I, I got something I want to say before before you go on. Well, I've seen damn it, say it. I've seen people online last night defending Rand Paul. Oh well, he's only got one lung. What does that got to do with, with acting like a moron and being the lying, conniving, hypocritical son of a bitch that he is? Big deal. I got a scar on my chest. Doesn't make me any less of a, of a wonderful man with a charming personality and uh, just a slightly ingrown toenail. On, and I won't say which foot. But uh, Damn. that one got you. Was that oh. it? Did I find the line? Yeah. That's Ooh. the line. But look, he's a Next public. He's going to say the damn ingrown toenails festering or something. 
Oh man, I was saving something for when we come back from uh, from the break next week. So anyway, as far as Rand Paul goes, he's a public figure in public after an event that was not received positively. The fact that uh, Fuhrer Trump is using the People's House and the trappings of office, which is what dictators do. I, I, I mean, so yes, people approached him and people yelled and screamed. They yelled real loud at him. They yelled real loud. He also was walking with, see, he had security and police officers and whatnot with him. I don't get that. Guess what? If you weren't such a controversial figure, nobody would yell at you. And guess what? A lot of us still believe your neighbor should have finished the job. Oh. No, but getting back back to the uh, rally yesterday, um... I think that what's happening is kind of reminiscent back of, of uh, you know back in the days of Martin Luther King because what you're seeing maybe we're just more focused on it because I don't think that anything much has changed uh, in the 57 years since uh, the time when Martin Luther King. Sure, you were uh, born. Well, now this is this is true, but. I don't think a whole lot else, I don't think a whole lot else has changed. You still have you know police officers don't use dogs anymore. They've found uh, other things like mm. guns True. and tac- and tactics like choking out people. I can tell you for a fact until 4 years ago most of this was suppressed. Okay, all this blatant racism. It had been tamped down. It wasn't gone. It wasn't gone. It's just like the roaches in your house. And by the way, everybody has roaches. You don't well, see I, it. You don't see them. You don't see them. But they're there. They're in the walls. And basically, everything you're doing is just fine. And you're keeping them at bay. And it's you're not bothered by them. Uh, which, short of eradicating them completely, it's the best we're going to do. Now, uh, Donald the Exterminator comes up. And just says, oh, we don't need any of these chemicals anymore. We don't need to do anything. Just let them run wild. And that's what's happening now. The roaches are running wild. So well, if- people people have become emboldened. Oh, yeah. You know, he goes no to, he, you know, he, uh, he you know, he, before he was, uh, before he was elected, you know, and you have protesters coming into his rallies and he said, you know, he's cheering on the guy that's beating the crap yeah. out of a, uh, Mm-hmm. Out of a protester, you, you knew this. The, the stage was set, <laughs> and I, uh, boy, oh boy, did it did it play out. I had a conversation yesterday at the supermarket with a with a woman. We started chit chatting about you know everything that's going on, and uh, and I mentioned, oh, geez, I lost my train of thought. Uh-oh. I completely lost it. it. It derailed. Okay, never mind. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Old old age there, sir. I'm sorry. Have we met? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, much to John's chagrin. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, before we go down that path. So, to sum it up, the RNC 
sucked. Sucked. You. It's it's okay to have a different point of view and a different perspective, and different opinions on things. But I'm just tired in general of politics. As I've said many, many times, I was not a political beast being, I'm sorry, being until five years ago. A little bit of a beast, but that's on Tuesday nights again. That's why I need the eyeshadow. But until five years ago, no, I I showed very little interest in it. Uh, This is like watching a car wreck. You just can't turn away from it. I want to go back to being blissfully unaware of what's going on. I enjoyed that. I was the perfect voter. Shows up two days before, casts his ballot, you know, and uh, I I, I basically shut it all out the rest of the the time. Uh, It's got to stop. We have to stop hurling, spending time, money, and resources just hurling insults and lies at each other. And, and especially now, and let's get get together and start fixing this country, okay? Look, we all know, okay, Trump didn't create the coronavirus, but he sure didn't, you know, he didn't do what he could have. Okay, that's done and done. That That's, now we have to worry, we have to take care of fixing it. And it just might be that we have to shut down again. I hope not. I hope not. It's looking like I might be back to work in a month or two. And that's based on almost nothing, but uh, except a little piece of information I got the other day. Uh, Things sure seem to be pushing in that direction, don't they? Well, I was told something that they're hiring more and more people on the one job. And it, it sounds to me like, again, I, I base it on nothing more. I'm not little bit of speculation thrown in there a lot a lot of speculation a lot of oh by the way here in the state of new york apparently we're getting a three or four hundred dollars a week extra starting soon with unemployment yeah, I hear they're doing the same in minnesota too and it will be retroactive to the uh, first week of august Ooh, jackpot jackpot chiching new camcorder <laughs> <laughs> i went out to, to i wanted to get a new camera for the uh, show uh-huh and uh, one that i could zoom and take with me and all that a uh the one i wanted that was a fairly reasonable price i would have had to buy an adapter card for like 100 150 bucks the guy says yeah but but we're out of them anyway <laughs> i said what do you got in the way of just regular old webcams which don't need anything he says oh we usually carry a lot but we're out of all them too this is not something I need to get, but as John has seen, you John has seen on uh, my my the camera that's attached to my that's uh, embedded in my computer acts up at times, and uh, while the while the webcam I do have is perfectly serviceable, I'd like to get something that I can zoom in and out so I can set the camera back or wherever I have to, and uh, the other camera is just too much of me, too up close. I want it. Anyway, I had peddled my bike. You ain't never over. lied there. Hey, hey now. When, 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 when he rear, seriously, when he rears his head up there, you can literally count the nose hairs. 
I trim them monthly, whether they need it or not. <laughs> hey, let's By the way, we haven't done this in a while. 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Want to get involved in the conversation, you can also send us a tweet at Taxi Stand Hour. Uh, hey, if you're on the scope, and I know you're there. I know you're watching. Send us a little message. Hey, exactly. We may even respond. Mm. It depends. If you're full of shit. Language? I used language. It's in the Webster's Dictionary. So, getting... uh, (laughs) I just want to get this out there because John will forget to promo it at the end as we're leaving. So, next week... September 5th, no live show. We're, we're, uh, much to John's chagrin, uh, we're, we're shutting down for the, for the Labor Day weekend. However, we will be here Monday night, Labor Day night, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, from the time we go off the air Thursday night, September 3rd, till we return to the air, September 7th, 95 hours, we're emptying the vault. Everything that we can shove into those 95 hours and only playing everything once. We're emptying the vault. You should really do an A to Z. Well, that's There's what we're going to do. For you. Well, we've done that before. One year we did Z to A. Yeah, we did. And uh, we're setting it up right now. We're, we're, we're digging into the, uh, there's new stuff. There's new boxes that showed up. So, you know, we're unpacking them and trying to squeeze everything in. It will be minimal, minimal interruptions by the likes of me and the guy on my left, if, uh, if you're watching. Uh, we'll, we're we're going to keep the promos down to a minimum, probably just station IDs, to squeeze in as much music as possible. The odd Put comments bits in there, too? There, well, there'll be a few bits in there, but it's mainly music. 95 stinking hours. We will kick it off at the conclusion of the Thursday night show. Matter of fact, we will, that night, we will go out, not with our new usual theme music, but we will go out with the first song. Ooh. And then we're we're living on the edge now, boys. We're living on the edge. And then when we come back, We'll come back. Well, I'm not sure how we're going to come. I'm not sure how we're going to. I don't know how the hell you're going to pull that off. Yeah, me neither. I'm just talking out of my uh, out of my glasses right now. (laughs) But that's the plan. We'll see how it works or doesn't work. And uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna take next Saturday off and uh, enjoy ourselves. Hopefully, John will be able to take the lovely and talented Granny Annie somewhere nice and special. Maybe. It'd be nice if I could take her out of the hospital. Well, there's that too. But we don't know what's going to transpire this week. But something tells me you're going to be glad you had next Saturday off. I hope you're right. I think I am. I think I am. Now, now that I've gotten that out of the way, I got nothing left. Well, I'm done. I, I'm entertaining the thought. I'm sputtering. Assuming. Assuming that Granny Annie is at the, out of the hospital, I get a feeling that they're going to this time let the uh, antibiotics 
totally take their course, which if that's the case, she's not getting out till September 10th. Oh boy. So yeah, I'm assuming, uh, I may, I may take a ride someplace just to clear Good. my mind. Good. That's not but, a horrible uh, idea. You know, I might, uh, I might see if, uh, uh, the fake Uber driver and, uh, and, um, baby Oliver and baby Oliver's mom. Uh, I was going to go, I was going to go with them on a, on a ride. They actually, they, I think I told you this, they went up into the black Hills and you did saw Mount Rushmore and they were under impressed by Mount Rushmore, believe it or not. Really? Well, what they said was, is that it was a lot, they expected it to be a lot bigger. Hmm. How many times have I heard that in my life? times than I care to talk about I'm sure <laughs> but no so they weren't real impressed but I would if I had my devices if you will left to my devices I would love to take a, a ride up into northern Minnesota up uh, up by there's a lake up on the Minnesota that actually straddles uh, Minnesota and Ontario it's called Lake of the Woods and I've been up there a couple times, but that was back in childhood. Does Ontario go that far? No. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yes. Ontario is a huge province. I know it's big, but I thought it, I know it, it, it connects to Detroit, Windsor and Detroit. I know it goes that yeah, far, but I didn't go think further it, west. Um, one of the, one of the cities I visit quite a bit is is if you could keep going northeast from uh, Duluth, that's it's 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 a good. I want to say it's a good 120, 130 miles northwest of Duluth. Uh, is a little fairly, it's a small town compared to Toronto, but fairly good sized city called Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay. Paul Schaefer's from there. Yeah, um, I've been there. I've been there. That's a few on the times. that's on the lake, isn't it? Uh, Lake Superior, yeah. Or yeah. no, no, excuse me, I'm wrong. It's not on the lake. You have to, uh, you have to go up the North Shore. Like I said, it's about a hundred, about a hundred miles or so up the North Shore, through uh, towns in Minnesota, Grand Marais, and uh, a few other ones. Uh, but one, then you get up into Ontario. Then it's about another twenty mile or so drive from the uh, Canadian border. And um, that's a fun, that's a fun little area there. It's about the same amount of a drive if you were drive here from the Twin Cities, say, up to Winnipeg. Really? Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm the only, well, I can't go into Canada either, now come to think of it, because Canada is smart enough, doesn't want us Yanks. That's right. That's right. Nobody wants us. But, uh, and that would probably be the only thing that stopped me to go, going that far up into northern Minnesota, because there's always the temptation Hey, let's uh, let's cross the border uh, into, but fratten up. They don't want us there. And I'm sure. also the only. I think I'm the only one in our family that has the driver's license that uh, allows you to go oh. back and forth uh, into Canada without having to dig out the passport. I've got that one too. Neat little license, actually. I forget what it's called off the top of my head. It's. Uh... Enhanced. That's the one. Mistaken. Enhanced. Yeah. yeah. When I when I got my license when I transferred it from Florida to New York, they uh, 
they gave, they made me that. They said, you might as well get it now while you're doing it because next year you're going to need it anyway. So I paid the couple extra dollars, and with mine being a CDL, okay. So now I'm, I'm golden as far as all that goes. And look, I'd go right to the border right now, and they'd say, you're American. No, I'm not, eh? I, uh... I applied for a license while I was there, don't you know? No, that's Minnesota. Hey, gotta say A a lot. I think that Christine would vouch. I think Christine would about would vouch for me. No, really, honestly, he works here. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he's sorry. We let one get across the border. <laughs> he was oot in a boot. Cards and letters, folks. Cards, Cards and, and letters. letters. And we, we love can- us some Canadians here. Canadian postmarks. That's what we're looking for here. Uh, so, okay. So there we go. We're we're coming in on a soft landing here. I don't think we're going to be uh, interrupting any deep conversations as we uh, ratchet on down in the final, final few minutes here of this week. Uh, our final show of August. Not already into September. No, I'm sorry. It's not our final show of August. Oh, what is... uh, Monday. 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 Because we're not on the air. What's that? There are 31 days or 30 in this month. I forget. 30 days had September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31. One. Thank you very much. Except, except for except February, yes. Thank you. Of course, you can also ask the question this way: How how, how many months have uh, twenty eight days in them? Okay. How many months have twenty eight days in them? Come on, they all have twenty. They all have twenty eight days in them. That's correct. That is correct. That is correct. You know. Have to have to get up pretty early to pull one over on me. So you got to get up pretty late in the afternoon to, eat, <laughs> to put one over on me. Of course, February being the shortest month, it's it, it, it's jam packed with quality quality people from the month of February, especially the early part of February. Boy, that first week of February is just the cream of the crop. Those first seven days. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, just nothing like it. Nothing like yeah, it. Yeah, well, all. I just happened to fall off the edge of that first seven uh, days. What can I say? Tough to be you, man. Tough to be you. Yeah, well, hey. I, I celebrate birthdays a lot less now <laughs> yeah. that I'm approaching. Jesus I Christ. I don't have the same enthusiasm I had when I was oh, 10. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I hey, I know you. You're going after 62 here, but I'm <sighs> bad enough for me yeah. going after 58 here in yeah, February. Just, just what are you staring down the barrel at 60? I thought it was bad staring down the barrel of 50, man. Oh. So it's... Actually, 50, I found the anticipation for that was far worse than 60. I was actually relieved to hit 60. Of course, now the next big milestone is 70, and I'm not looking forward to that Ooh. at all. I got I to gotta tell all. you something. First off... Uh, now, really, just going into the personal files here. Oh, excuse me. Remember, I remember I told you the other day about the whole uh, about the whole kidney scare. Yes, and that's basic. That's basically what it was was a scare. Mm-hmm. They, uh, I have since been informed they looked they they actually 
gave me uh, the numbers that I was looking at in one of uh, one of the one of my lab markers uh, said it was a little elevated. So this is this at this point in time in my life is was just a minor scare as far as my kidneys are concerned. Good. Now, granted, I will I will tell you this that you know that's how a lot of the other things. Oh, your blood pressure is a little high. Oh, your uh, your uh, blood sugars are a little high. There's a little protein in your urine these days. Now, of course, that was thirty some years ago. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's something I'm still going to keep an eye on, but it's not. I'm hoping that I'm doing things in the right direction. You know, I've um, over the last five years, well, four and a half, five years, I've lost. Uh, I've lost over 70 pounds, close to 80 pounds. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was tipping. I was punishing scales at about a top of 317. So. Uh, wow. I had my physical the uh, last week. And as I have been saying for many, many years, don't tell me how much I weigh. I really don't want to know right now because I know I need to lose weight. But I also don't need to be told I'm 8,000 pounds. I honestly. I, I No, no, no. They can tell me that I just don't want to know the number. I really don't. Well, just like you don't like to look at the stats on the, on the show either. That's right. That's right. I don't need to know bad news. That's basically don't, it. Don't bother I'm, me with the facts here. That's right. Let's not confuse the issue with the facts. doesn't matter about the numbers for the show. We're going to do the show anyway. If no, people, this is true. If people are listening and tuning in, I, I couldn't be more grateful I appreciate it. I love that. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. But even if I'm just talking to you, then I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. People, look, uh, people find the recordings and all that. And a thousand years from now, they'll say, who are these two goons? We'll make it big one day. I promise you. Yeah, like we'll uh, be, like Bill and we'll Ted. One, yeah. We will... Uh, we will uh, we won't know about it. We'll, 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 we'll make it Take us out, Skippy. Is it that time already passed? I'll tell you, for not having much to say, time kind of flew by. <sighs> so, for my great friend and confidant, Mr. Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon. And I got the money. See ya! Right, baby.